and just really try to embrace the journey and know that your time will come. Try to learn the lessons from each person that you encounter. Maybe you learn how you don't want to be. Maybe you learn how to let somebody down gently. Maybe you learn to not ghost and say what you mean and mean what you say. You are such a Hey guys, welcome back to You're Such a Catch. It's Erin. Today, I do not have any guests for you. I don't have any relationship experts. I don't have anybody who's going to drop the knowledge or share a fun story of being on reality TV, which, God, what a dream come true. That's what I want for me in my life. <laughs> oh my God, set the bar higher, Erin. But no, you all know I love reality TV. The only thing next to that that would be like amazing is like, playing in the NFL or just somehow like my dream I want to manifest that retired NFL player sitting in the friends and family section. I'm just going to throw that out there just over the airwaves a few more times. (laughs) But no, today's style of episode is a little different. I just want to speak to you. I just want to be open and let you know kind of what's going on in my world and some of the realizations I've had lately about dating and relationships and just myself, maybe some of it's relatable to you. Maybe some of it you'll find helpful. Maybe some of it you'll be like, okay, Erin, like get a grip. You're having a, what would this even be at 39, a midlife crisis? Hopefully my grandma's 96. So I think I have those genes and hopefully I live on and on and on, but she also had like the greatest love of her life. And I haven't experienced that yet. So the universe has to come through for me, but Before I dive into all the things that I want to get off my chest and share with you, I have to give a shout out to my girl, Karen. So Karen is also a Chargers fan and I met her tailgating in a parking lot, you guys. I can talk to a brick wall, obviously. (laughs) I talk to myself all the time, ha But no, so I met Karen tailgating and Karen is just this bright light, super sweet, always doing things for everybody else. And she welcomed me like none other. And she was like one of the main reasons I joined the Die Hard Bolt Club. So yes, I am in a Chargers club and it has been one of the most just rewarding things. So not only am I surrounded by other Charger fans who are super loyal and travel with the team and, you know, just bleed blue and yellow like I do, but we also do a lot of charitable efforts and give back to the community. And that's amazing. So Karen has a leadership role. She's always knocking it out of the park. And Karen has been a supporter of mine since, God, since I started this podcast over a year ago now. Yes, You're Such a Catch celebrated its first anniversary on October 1st. So Karen, I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being a patron on your Such a Catch Unfiltered. I love that you're loving what's there. And since you do love those unfiltered episodes, this is very similar. This episode today, it's just me talking real raw, honest about what's going on. So if 
anybody out there wants to help a sister out and also become a patron at your Such a Catch Unfiltered, hop on over to my website. It's very simple, www.yoursuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. You can pick your pledge level. There's all different levels and anything really helps a girl out, especially now. Now I am unemployed, hashtag retired life and loving it, by the way. We'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I I think more than ever, people have been asking me since I lost my job, what can I do to help? Can I write you a letter of recommendation? Like honestly, the thing that would help me out the most as I figure out what I'm going to do with my life right now <laughs> is sharing an episode, um, sharing anything you're such a catch on social media, maybe letting a friend know about an episode that might mean something to them, that might be relatable, that might help them with something that they're going through. So that is how you can help this girl out. Again, Karen, thank you so much. Yes, I I just love you dearly. Okay, so yeah, I am in week two or finishing week two of my retired life or in my retired life now that I've been laid off. And if you're tuning in for the first time, I have worked in the automotive industry for 16 years. I don't know. I fell into it, you guys. I never dreamt of being in the automotive sector, but here I am. I earned some really nice honors in that that world. I received 40 under 40 honors, which is probably one of the biggest career accolades that I have on my resume. And at that time, like it's so funny to look back because at that time I read that article sometimes just to remind myself like, okay, how did you get there and what did you do? And and that whole bit, because I, I basically created my department out of nothing and that was how I got recognized. And I read that article back and, and my goal in that article when I was interviewed was to become a general manager of a you know, car dealership. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to show the men who's boss, right? <laughs> And look at me now, like I shifted completely. I got out of the dealership world. I started selling two car dealers and who knew that I would be so successful at that. And I enjoyed it. I was getting to travel. I was being paid to travel all around the United States. I covered 32 states. Half of my job was basically taking dealers out and conducting business, but over cocktails and like a nice piece of steak. And who doesn't love that, right? And I have no qualms or any sort of malice against my company. I understand it's business. And I, yes, am so grateful. The lessons I learned, the people I connected with, I have friends for life from my my company. And I just learned so much. But I also received this gift that I didn't even know I needed that I wasn't looking for, which is I got laid off. And initially, I think there's sadness in that. You've poured your blood, your sweat, your tears into what you do. I lived, breathed, eat, eat, eaten, eaten, eat. <laughs> I did something. I lived, breathed, and H, is that right? I don't even know. But I, I did. I My job. My job. So I would say you could classify me as a workaholic. And what I mean by that is my energy, my efforts, everything um, from the moment I woke up to probably the time I went to bed was surrounding my work. And 
I don't regret that. I definitely think that a lot of the things that I was able to achieve have to do with sweat equity. And what I've learned since, though, is my loyalty and all those hours and and all those extra all that extra effort that I put forth, it doesn't really mean anything to <laughs> the company that you're working for. And I don't mean it like that because I think there's people in the company that definitely appreciated me going the extra mile. But as a whole, look, here I am. I'm sitting unemployed. But again, I'm, I, I have zero negative thoughts about, about my company. But this gift that they gave me of essentially giving me four months to pursue my passion while getting paid, I'm talking about my severance, is unbelievable. And at first I thought I would have a really difficult time adjusting to this new way of life, but I haven't. It's almost as if my eyes are open and I am seeing this whole new world and it's unbelievable and amazing and I am going to cherish um, every moment of it. So I've already been to Dallas. I went to that Cowboys game. If you're on Unfiltered, you heard about that experience and how I got proposed. <laughs> so yes, that was great. I also went and flew home and surprised my parents. That was also equally as amazing. Yeah, it, w- it was super special. I, you know, had called my mom. I told her I'd call her after the Chargers game. And she said, well, your brother's flying. In. And I said, oh, I know, you know, and we were on the same flight. She had no idea. I got there first and I called her from the driveway and she's like, oh, Aaron, I still want to talk to you, but you know, your brother's almost here and I want to be able to greet him. And right in that moment, I said, no problem, mom, call me back. And then I knocked on on the door. And when they opened the door, my mom and my dad, <laughs> I mean, it was like waterworks. They immediately started crying. My dad had a big thing of lice already to like spray my brother in the eyeball. <laughs> so I probably needed it too, but yeah, no. So that was great and special. And I've also just been pursuing different business ideas and I've had a couple of events and those have been great. So if you came out for Curls and Claws um, with my trainer, Ty and I, thank you so much for coming out. I had an absolute blast. Who knew working out in the sand dressed as Carol Baskin could be (laughs) so much fun, but so difficult. And then just this last Friday, we had our PJ party with Susan Ibitz and Susan, is just unbelievable. She read some single gals' faces and also looked over their profiles to figure out if the guys are right match. And so that was super fun. I have the video if you want to check it out. It's on my YouTube channel, so you're such a catch. But yeah, it has just been wild. I haven't had hardly any downtime And I haven't been sleeping in. I haven't been watching a lot of television. I have not been taking full advantage of the R&R that should be coming with this retired life. But I don't mind because the things that I'm doing and the way I feel is unbelievable. And it is, again, such a gift. So what I have to tell you, though, is it's also changed my perspective on dating. So I've been doing a lot of thinking around what does Erin want and does Erin really want a relationship? Erin knows she wants to have children, 
but she doesn't have the man. Should she pursue the children without the man? Like there's so many things. And one thing I learned this weekend or on the PJ party with Susan is that sometimes we have this idea in our head and it's all mapped out and it's all planned out. And that can really cause a major roadblock. And I think that's true for me. And and I think too, I feel like I have to fit myself into a box. And a lot of that has to do with how you're raised, right? And, and what you grew up knowing about relationships and maybe even marriage. And I see people around me and they're married and they're starting a family. And that's also kind of like what led to me getting married in the first place. Because if you're listening for the first time, if you've been following my journey, I've been divorced for a very long time. But, you know, it, it was like that that pressure. We dated for four years. What do you do after four years? And next logical step is you get married. And I wasn't strong enough and didn't know myself well enough to say, this isn't right, or just because everybody else is doing it, I don't need to do it. So here I am having been divorced now, but also appreciative of that experience because I learned so much. And I I guess like what I want to share is I feel like my old self when I was working and I was so focused on my career, which I think is great. And I think as women, we have to remember that it's okay to give ourselves grace because we should be able to attain it all. We should be able to climb the corporate ladder. We should be able to also have a romantic life. And whether that is marriage or just a relationship, maybe that involves children or it doesn't, but like we have a right and a, and a voice and a say in those decisions. And we should not fill out fault if we want to pursue our our work dreams. I do believe that. And I commend all the women out there. Right now, I will say <laughs> for the first time ever, I will say this aloud is, is now is not a bad time for me to realize like, it's okay that I don't have kids. It's okay. I don't have a significant other because we're still in a pandemic. And I can't imagine having to help kids on Zoom right now and work and do your normal household duties and like coexist with somebody in the same space. Like, I don't know how people are doing it, but my hat is off to you guys because it just seems like a lot. But with that being said, since I do think that, you know, at the end of the day, I do want a relationship and then to see where it goes and, and what comes of that, what the universe brings, I've realized that I had a complete and utter energy shift after losing my job and just kind of self-reflecting a little bit more. And I am a person who self-reflects all the time. I do a lot of journaling. I do my daily gratitudes. I am just really self-aware or so I like to think. But I feel like I just had this major energy shift for the better. And so I guess to you... If you are single and you're trying to find your way right now, I'm not saying quit your job or get laid off. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is maybe reevaluate the energy that you're projecting and maybe realize some things in your life that might be holding you back or holding you down that you don't realize because 
like I said, my job was bringing me a lot of joy. I enjoyed what I did. It provided me my livelihood, right? My All the things that I have, I could afford from this, this job and all these experiences, I think they're all very positive and the skill sets and, and, and there's so many things, but there was this piece of me that was lacking and I don't know that I found that yet, but what I can say is I just feel like I have a better grasp at who I am. And I also just am taking life a little bit more in stride, trying to be more present, trying to be more open to what the universe is bringing. And I thought I was open before, but you know, I think sometimes we do have a blocker. And I mentioned this, if you've been listening for a while, I'm very good at manifesting things. I feel like my mind is very strong and powerful. And it is true. Like if you ask the universe, like it will deliver. Sometimes it delivers a little bit differently than kind of maybe your direct ask. But if you really believe and you offer it up to the universe, it it will deliver. And in so many other ways in my life, that that is so true. And in romance, it hasn't really. But maybe I've been sending mixed messages. And I do, I do believe that that probably has a lot to do with it. But with this mind shift, after I got back home from visiting my folks, I, I've been home for less than 72 hours. And I I will at the end of the today have been on three dates with three different men. And I'm not saying that, I, I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's honestly a shift in energy. And, and I've also realized a lot too. I talked to so many single women and this podcast was, was created because I wanted to be a resource. I wanted to be a friend. I wanted to be an ear to other single people, whether they're single women or single men. I think I I have both, even though I kind of speak to the single ladies out there. But you would think that having all these relationship experts and having this this niche and and diving in and, and reading the research and listening to other dating podcasts and relationship podcasts, you'd think that I would have a leg up, right? You'd think that I would be so close to it. But I am just like you. If you're single out there, I am just like you. I am just as frustrated as you are. I am just as fed up with dating apps as you are. I am fed up with app culture. And we've heard it all. I've had dating experts on who say it's kind of about your attitude that say that you have to not get super invested. I've had dating apps on that say if you talk negatively about dating and and say all the men out there are cheaters and all the men out there are going to be cheaters and all that. And these people can say those things and that's their story and that's their truth and, and that's their business, right? But I think that for me, relating to other single people and just saying what it is, the struggle is real. And if I knew the answers, I would definitely share them. I definitely think that the single market in LA is difficult. I think that talking to people who are from other big cities like New York, it is also difficult. Now, do I think if I always tell myself it's difficult, it's going to be difficult? Yes, but also there has to be a level of realism and reality there because it is hard. And what I guess I've learned and just with this energy shift is what's going to happen is going to happen. And that's why I like to 
talk to people who are in a relationship and have them share their story about how they met because people meet in all different sorts of ways, right? There are no two stories that are really alike. Granted, yes, two different couples could meet on the same app, but their story and the progression to how they became exclusive or maybe how it led to marriage, it's all different. It's all different and it's all perspective and it's all uniquely to you. And timing is so much. Timing is everything. In my old life, if I were to be asked out, I most likely couldn't have gone, at least accommodated what was suggested because I was traveling all the time. I was in and out of hotels and in airplanes and, and then I'd come home and I would be very tired and I would just need to take a breath for my own sanity. And so now it's interesting to to have the time and to be taking those breaths and to say, oh, you want to grab drinks at 7 p.m.? I can do that. Oh, you want to have brunch at 11 a.m.? I can do that. It is just interesting, the dynamic that that changes. And timing is everything. And maybe I wasn't ready before to commit, but, but I am now. So I don't know. I also want to talk to you a little bit about the dating industry and relating it to kind of fitness, right? So I think in health and fitness, we are always looking for the quick fix. We are always looking for what's going to make us drop 10 pounds overnight. And we also know that it's it's not that easy. I don't know. If you've done keto, I hear keto, great things about keto. I've never had one trainer say, Erin, get on the keto wagon. But I will say people that I know who are doing keto, they look great. And that's probably like the most fast track diet that I've seen. But a lot of these things are just kind of shot in the arm real quick and they don't last. And I think that that industry is built upon that, right? They they almost want you to, and I'm not saying every trainer out there, I'm more talking about the marketing and the advertising, right? So they want you to go out there and they want you to give something a try. And then when you fail at it, they're going to sell you something else. I feel like that is the same in the dating and relationship world. We have all these apps you can buy to enhance your experience, to get more matches, to be shown more, to see who likes you first. Some apps you have to pay to play. You can hire a matchmaker. You can do all of these things. But at the end of the day, does somebody who is collecting a monthly subscription from you, do they really want you to find love? And I would argue and say the answer is no, because the second you go off the market, they lose a customer. So I don't know. Keep that in mind as well. I don't know where that thought goes. For me, I've really tried to narrow down my apps to just a couple. It's hard to manage multiple apps. It's hard to keep up with the conversations. And to me, if you're not getting to that in-person date, I know we're in a pandemic, but it it could be in-person on Zoom. If you're not getting it to an in-person meetup, whether that's through FaceTime or Zoom, or it's actually meeting for some sort of social distance activity, then I think you got to go with the app that you feel comfortable with, that you feel leads to the best ROI. And I don't know, do some experimentation with that and then really 
Another thing I've learned this week is that bio and what you have on that app, make sure it's a true reflection of who you are. Because oftentimes, especially if we're getting frustrated with the dating scene, we may revamp that profile so many times that our core, the core of who we are gets lost. And it shouldn't get lost. This is like if you are in sales, which I am in sales, that's what I did. You have an elevator pitch about what you do and what you bring to the table. That bio should really be your elevator pitch. You should be able to just kind of sum up who you are. And you're not, you do not have to be defined by your career. You do not have to be defined by your hobbies, your religion, those type of things. Like, who are you as a core human being? They can already see on most apps your religious preference, you know, what you're looking for, um, how tall you are, if you drink, if you smoke, if you do any sort of drug. They, they already see all of that. Like, give them something extra, something a little bit more juicy about yourself. So when I was younger, I did a lot of coloring contests and I have always used this analogy, but somehow my mom and I came up with this idea that when you add a cotton ball to the Easter Bunny's tail or you add a little red glitter to Santa's, you know, hat, it makes you stick out. What is your cotton ball? What is giving you that edge on these apps because I can tell you that when I look at men on apps, if they don't have a bio, if they aren't telling me something interesting, if they aren't giving me something to start a conversation, especially if I'm on Bumble, then why even bother? Because it's like they're not putting forth the effort into the app. I translate that to they're not going to put forth the effort in real life. Maybe that's a bold assumption, but it hasn't proved me wrong yet. I don't know, you guys. I have just been really diving deep, and I just wish I had this quick fix of a way to create some sort of database where you know, all my treasured single ladies who are out there looking for love and all these men, because I I am so lucky. I do have a lot of really great male friends online. I don't have a great male friend base in the South Bay, which is weird because I've always been one of the guys. And I've noticed that recently and I and I wish I did, but but my online friend base that are males, they really make up for it. And I get that male perspective quite a bit. And when I talk to them and I see how respectful they are and how thoughtful they are and how they really, at the end of the day, kind of have the same um, moral compass and desires that I do and that my single friends do, it gives me hope that it's out there. I just haven't tapped into it. And once I do, the dating industry is going to be in trouble because I am going to clue all of you in on that. But, you know, what I'd like to challenge you with is, yeah, just try to remove yourself from the negativity and remove yourself from the pressures and the stressors that comes with dating, I guess, and just really try to embrace the journey and know that your time will come. My time will come. I believe that. And try to learn the lessons from each person that you encounter. Maybe you learn how you don't want to be. Maybe you learn how to let somebody down gently. Maybe you learn to not ghost and 
say what you mean and mean what you say. Or maybe you learn something about yourself. Maybe you take a take a, a step and conquer your fears and start showing up more on first dates. Maybe you start showing up more on the phone. That's a lost art of ours. I was just talking to my aunt about the love letters that my grandparents used to share with one another. And we've gone back and read them now that my grandpa's passed. This is just special. I mean, one, you see their handwriting, which back then, of course, they had beautiful handwriting, which is also a lost art, right? We don't write in cursive anymore. We don't We don't really ever send snail mail. I mean, I do sometimes, but that art of those love letters and that communication of your feelings is so gone and lost. And now we're abbreviating words on text and we're talking through social media apps and, oh, it's just so different. So I encourage you, a phone conversation right now, maybe that's where you start and where where you take a little bit of a step out of your comfort zone because hearing somebody's voice and connecting with them that way is so different than text or an exchange on Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. But I want to know, is it helpful to hear what I'm going through? Would you prefer to hear more from dating experts? Would you prefer to hear more from other people's experiences? I do want to share stories with you of how people met because I love a good, like, romantic story. And some of it isn't romantic, right? But when you hear it and you hear how fate or the universe or whatever serendipitous moment brought two people together, you can't deny that. That is, there's so much beauty in that. There's so much hope in that. So if you have a story to share, please reach out to me. You can always email me at erin at yoursuchacatch.com. You can always DM me on all social media platforms at yoursuchacatch. But I want to know, what can I bring to the table that will help you? Sometimes it's just knowing that other people are going through the same thing you are. And I never want to be somebody that you look at and think, she's saying one thing but living another, or she doesn't understand what it's really like, because I do understand what it's really like. (laughs) And sometimes just like you, when I hear somebody who is a relationship or a dating expert or who claims they have it all figured out, mm, I can't fully get behind it. I like to hear it, don't get me wrong, because I am a sponge and I'm always open to learn and to expand my breadth of knowledge, especially on things that I can then take and and help you all with. But I will say, am I sometimes a critic or am I sometimes critical of what somebody is saying? Do I want to know where their truth or what is motivating them to share the knowledge that they're sharing? Yeah, I do. And like I said, when I tap into that, and I will, I will figure this out. I am going to share with all of you. But in the meantime, if you need help with your profile, if you want to have your face read and you want to see what type of person you should be paired up with, 
really reach out to me. I am here for you. I'm going to be partnering with Susan on more events. I am going to also be partnering with Ty on more events. I have some other wonderful ideas I want to share with you all, and I can't wait for all of that to come to fruition. But in the meantime, this is me. I am here. I am your friend, your confidant, and I am your <laughs> your favorite single gal who is just living life. And even when I find that relationship, because I will, I don't anticipate giving up this podcast and giving up these discussions because relationships evolve. And a lot of my listeners are in relationships and they are also married. And I think that one, it's always fun and unique to hear the other perspective. So if you're single, it's always interesting to hear what it's like to be married and what married people are going through. And when you're married, it's always fun to hear about the freedom and what single people are up to, right? (laughs) So this podcast will evolve as, you know, I evolve and It is really just a platform for all of us to share and to be a community to help one another grow and be better, whether it's a better single person, a better person in a relationship, a better wife, a better husband, a better girlfriend, a better boyfriend. That is why we are here and that is why we are together. So thank you so much for tuning in. I know this was a different style episode. I'd love to hear your feedback. Please, if you have a moment, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you tune in on. I would love for you to submit a rate or review. That is always helpful. And honestly, like I mentioned in the beginning, now that I am on this journey and I wanna see how far I can go, Please share an episode, share with your friends, share on social media. That is the biggest gift you could give me, as well as becoming a patron over on your Such a Catch Unfiltered. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. I will keep you updated. Date number three happens tonight. We'll see what happens, you guys. This is wild. Three dates in one weekend. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on all social media platforms. You know the drill at your Such a Catch. If you're feeling a little long-winded, I'd love it if you wrote a review on whatever podcast player you're tuning in on. That would be amazing. But the biggest gift you could give me is sharing this episode with somebody else, whether it be a friend, whether it be somebody who's going through a similar situation, or maybe it's somebody who just needs a little, you know, surge of energy, something to inspire them, motivate them. This episode is the one to do that. So thank you so much for tuning in again, and we'll see you next week.